0: And welcome back to another episode of Now Listen to This An album review and ranking podcast Where three mad pipers deep dive into a different album each episode At the end we will each give the album a score from 1 to 100 And then we put it into our ranking list to see how it stands up My name is Brett Scott With me today as always is Nick Poffenbarger Hey And Max Ravenscroft Hi What's up guys? Not much man Nick you got a frog in your throat I did yeah for <laughs> right when you called on me You gave us
1: a little ribbit right there A hop toad if you will Hop Toad. Yeah. It's a blood ceremony
0: song. Oh, okay. Mm. That's, very nice. I have Newt and Mandrake Root. Mandrake Root. Root. The devil There's a fucking brain.
1: I have an album by a band called Toad Eater. Toad, so the wet
0: sprocket. It's like, isn't there a band called. It's like called, crust
1: punky black metal. Isn't there a bo- band <laughs> called Toad Liquor? Probably. Because it gets you high. You see. Very Dude, cool. and I love fucking. <laughs> very
0: cool. Drugs. I'm all right with drugs. Some drugs are safe and, uh, I think good to experiment with. I like saying that drugs are cool. Cool, I don't know. I think it's cool to not do drugs too, but... Like on the hierarchy of like things I'd like, you know, you've got
1: like God like right at the bottom. <laughs> I, th- I think you <laughs> make... Drugs right above yeah. me at the top.
0: <laughs> I think you make an I hate God joke every episode. It's been my thing. Yeah. I'm not sure how that's going to play, but we'll find out. It's just been really funny to hey, me. Hey, it has lately. been controversial so far. <laughs> so, our... Three listeners. And yeah. I haven't
1: gotten any DMs. I don't know why, but that's been my favorite joke lately. Is to just say, like, like I'll walk in the living room
0: and be like, hey, Bronwyn, <laughs> yeah, God is a lie. You've been saying that for years. This but is not re- lately. It's really funny well, right technically, now. that is lately. <laughs> I guess. I, I, it depends on your <laughs> it depends span on of time you depends on how long we've been alive.
1: About. Yeah, your span of time that you... Did. The majority of lately he's been... Personally, that. I've believed God is a lie ever since I heard the Wednesday 13 song, God is a lie. I believed it when I heard, look what the bats dragged in. Oh, shit. Oh my God, look at what the bats dragged in.
0: We're really playing to the masses here. That's right. <laughs> we're talking about blood ceremony today, so, I mean... Yeah, fair enough. Um,
1: <laughs> Yeah, we're here today to play the flute, play the organ, drink the witch's brew. Yes. Summon uh, odorous beings from deep beyond yeah burn some elder time
0: yes give it to me I uh, take <laughs> whole, a whole knife whole festivities in the, in the autumn yes I will deliver it unto you we're gonna take a knife and we're gonna cut our palm over an
1: altar of, of bones don't touch each other's blood though that could be bad don't mix the blood no and uh don't touch it after it's made. yeah but yeah yeah uh yeah we're talking about The Elder's Dark by Blood Ceremony this is an album I picked from last time uh do you guys want me to tell you about blood ceremony a little bit hit it <clears throat> blood ceremony is a canadian band uh founded in 2006 they've been described as an occult rock band or flute tinged witch witch rock that's like one, the coolest shit you could buy one say. of their record companies i think it was metal blade who called them that
0: i call it uh i called it a cult doom rock with a flute i call it more than a tinge of flute This is flute-laden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's lousy with
1: flute. Yeah, (laughs) it's lousy with flute. But uh, they have cited bands such as Jethro Tull, Uriah Heep, Pentangle, Pagan Altar, Witchfinder General, and of course Black Sabbath as major influences. In fact, the guitarist, Sean, uh, has said he thinks that they sound like a folkier Black Sabbath, which I can kind of hear. I would say they're very much... Jethro Tull and Black Sabbath put together. Yeah. Uh, the two core members throughout their history have been Alio O'Brien, who plays the flute and organ, is also the vocalist, uh, and Sean Kennedy, who's the band's guitarist. Um, they released their self-titled debut in 2008 via Rise Above Records. Their second release, 2011's Living with the Ancients, saw the addition of a new bass player, Lucas Gadkey, who replaced Chris Landon and has been with the band ever since. Uh, it also premiered the replacement of original drummer jeremy finkelstein with andrew Houst and living with the ancients their second record was like a big record for them it uh upped the production quality pretty significantly from the first album and the standard of songwriting and it got them a lot of attention and i'm sure that touring with uh electric wizard and then ghost at the time probably didn't hurt either even though this was before ghost was huge huge but they were on their way that was still that would have been around the time um 2011 in her mom mm-hmm. their second Isn't one the second which one is when Ghost got big mm-hmm. yep and uh, it was <clears throat> here where we land on their third album the one we we're discussing today 2013's the eldritch stark it's a 10-year anniversary by the way uh <laughs> it's another lineup change the final lineup change actually um in drummer andrew house being replaced by michael carrillo who is still their drummer today um, so this is technically like the band as they are right now um, this is the debut album of all of them I saw like, they haven't released an album since 2016 they have a new one that. coming out in May weird timing yeah <laughs> they announced it in January But what um, have they been
0: doing I don't know so the only new member here is the drummer <laughs> Uh, technically on this album yeah <clears throat> tell me about the first two albums and like what they sounded like yeah did they, did they progress to this or did they always have this or is no. this sort of like a
1: the this is like their final like thesis statement i would say this is like ultra refined version of their first two records the first one is like you know you can tell and i think sean their guitar player has said in interviews that um you know these are like like many bands first albums and it's like this is his first like real band Mm. so he's like uh this is a collection of songs from like years worth of writing Mm. you know so it's like just like it it fits like it's a it's a good album i really like the first album it's where i fell in love with this band but like you've been listening since the first album yeah wow yeah And, um, cause they, uh, they, when they got signed to metal blade for a little bit, that was actually when they released this record. This is the only record. The Eldritch Stark is the only one that they released not on rise above records. Um, uh, metal blade picked up distribution for this one. So it was technically produced by them. That's why they had like a, a big old music video and a big push and stuff for a little bit during this. What'd they do a video for? Uh, Man. goodbye, Gemini. Yeah. Good Gemini. Yeah. (laughs) Gemini Gemini man. Man. (laughs) The Will Smith film. No, but, uh, (laughs) but, but, um, uh, so the first record is like way more like it's this style. They never strayed from like having like the retro kind of sound, but this is like the first record is way heavier and way doomier. So I was gonna say like I remember it being bogus. like I remember this band being a lot more like metal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd say the first one's a lot more metal. The second one introduces I, I cannot to this day get this band and blood ceremony. What's the what's the other one? Is this blood ceremony? This is blood ceremony. Okay, Devil's blood. Oh, the Devil's blood. Yeah, they're
1: very different though. Oh, I know. Like, like on the surface, they're I can similar. picture them
0: and I can hear them.
1: Aesthetically, I guess they—you could say—they're similar. They're literally both like the name-themed stuff. Mm-hmm. The name, yeah, yeah, I, I get that.
0: And they're—are—are yeah. you, are you guys familiar with the old band Coven? Yeah. Uh huh. It's like that format of a band. <clears throat> yeah. My yeah. wife has a Coven T-shirt.
1: Cool. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, sorry, I just had a brain fart. Oh. Keep, oh no i remember what i was gonna say this is the best band name oh it's a good band blood name. ceremony yeah you don't get better than that it's
0: good but it, I, is it i like it i like it's it not better. bad i don't think it's great I it's awesome it's, cool. it's like uh just two words it's cool blood ceremony it's I think, awesome i think it's cool it's cool it's, <laughs> fine. it's fine but
1: um so the first album i really fell in love with it's like this low fly, like just weird atmospheric doomy record with like some cool like you know Sabbath Sabbath funk
0: riffs that's
1: pretty good the flute the can you flute, do the
0: trill
1: I really I, 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 I really enjoy the flute on the first record but a lot of the time it feels like they they knew how to integrate it but it just doesn't sound it sounds so separate from everything else it's for, like the, the the re-recording of that first three inches of blood album where they just put chant or not fuck cam on it and like it sounds weird because oh, it wasn't recorded for him. Oh yeah, I don't remember. But battle cry under a winter sun. I know that I know the album. I'm saying I don't remember the recording or whatever. Maybe it wasn't re recording. Maybe it was just the album. Oh, I don't know. That album's not that good. No, it's not. No, but <laughs> but uh, Leah really came into her own as a flute player later on, is what you're saying. No, she was always a good flautist. But like it's she's just, incredible. That yeah, she's great. But like she's a great organ player too. I think. But um. <clears throat> And a great vocalist. But regardless, uh, on the first record, it's like, it's kind of um, the really heavy songs seem to find a weird balance in the dynamic parts. And then they have like some kind of slower, more mellow jams, and the flute works super well there. Uh, But the flute and the organ also, it seems like on the first record, she doesn't alternate as much. It's like, okay, this song is a flute song. This one's (laughs) an organ song. She doesn't like do both in a lot of the songs you know so it's like it's one or the other and then the second album i wanted to ask
0: do they tour with uh, another like organ player no she does it she does it because there are a lot of parts where she's doing both on the record you know (laughs) or the she swaps yeah yeah i guess she would just have to approximate the or uh, yeah yeah. or maybe do
1: they use a backing track maybe sometimes for some of those songs the videos that i've seen they i don't think they do because they play like a lot of the songs like Faster or slower, you know, like. Does she have like, a foot pedal for the organ? I mean, I'm sure she does, yeah. But yeah, it's like, but once we go into like the second album, you definitely see like the uptake in, uh, one just the quality of the recording. You can tell that they got to know their instruments and like how they're supposed to sound better, you know, as as like most bands are. It's like you know they 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 start gelling better. Songs are a bit more like friendly structure wise, but like the second album, I will say I enjoy it quite a bit. And I especially enjoy it in the context now of like knowing it's it's leading to this album, but like at the time when it came out, it kind of failed to grab me. I was actually kind of like disappointed with it because I liked the first one so much. Well, yeah, your girlfriend told me that you only like the odd numbered. That's a joke that I tell her all the time <laughs> because I t- because I it took me forever to listen to the fourth album. Uh huh. And like, which is good by the way. So that like, sophomore slump but it the fourth album is great but like i didn't listen to it for a long time and i was like i only like their odd albums like just, to, and she was like just listen to it goddamn. but um but yeah so like the second one it's more refined um the songs are structurally a bit more like they are on this one and the band kind of knows themselves a bit better but the songs didn't grab me as much and uh it is still a cool record though i think it's very much worth checking out but at this point, they had uh, signed a deal with Metal Blade for this one, so distribution was bigger than ever, and it continued to get more eyes on the band. It was also noticeably uh, more subtle in the approach to the subject matter. Like this album, *The Elder's Dark*, is a bit less like straight horror inspired, both like in the lyrics and the overall sound. And since this record, like I said, the lineup has been stable, and they released their fourth album, *Lord of Misrule*, in 2016, and nothing else since. But they did announce this January in 2023 that their fifth album's finally coming out, and it's going to be called The Old Ways Remain. Uh, I think it will be out by the time this episode probably airs, I think, in May. But <laughs> but yeah, that is where we are at with Blood Ceremony at this point in
0: time. Uh, so what's your guys' experience with this band, if uh, you have any besides me? It's just you. I remember this. I'd, I'd get this band, Blood's, Devil's Blood, and Person all sort of mixed up in my head because there were... I don't know. Uh, maybe that's just me being like misogynistic a little. No,
1: I mean they're all they're all occult bands. Yeah, occult bands. This like, kind of they. I mean they all they flare. all have female fronted things. But like I mean I would like a um person and Blood Ceremony have done some work together before too. have uh, um, You guys ever listened to Lucifer? Yeah, Lucifer is pretty cool. Yeah, they're cool. They're three piece, right? I think. I think now they have four or five yeah. guys. I always remember the picture of them on like that one album where they're like in the red room or whatever. Yeah, and, and she's like, got like the blonde hair and the mm-hmm. black yep. leather outfit. Yeah. I've listened to that record. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Lucifer's a fun band. Yeah, it's... I think I think it was the the <clears throat> the lead lady in person. I always forget her name, but her and Alia did like some features on a Jexthoth Thoth record. Oh, and okay. Elena really likes really likes Jexthoth Thoth a lot. Um, but um, Jack, Jack Stoss kind of sounds like this, right? Kinda, yeah. I mean, it's you know occult rock type stuff, but yeah. it, they take a pretty different direction. I think I could, me personally, I couldn't never really get into Jack Stoss that much. I haven't given them that much a chance, but Elena really loves them. Uh, What's that band that your girlfriend loves, Brett? That's that kind of uh, Windhand. Windhand, Wind Hand. yeah, yeah.
0: Windhand's pretty cool. They've got a dude singer. No, it's a girl. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Um, I had no idea. <laughs> so, anyways. No spoilers, but so I started this album. And I was like, I remember it's one of these occult witch rock bands, yeah. you know? And then about halfway through that first song, the flute comes in. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah this one. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. because <laughs> yeah, I always used to play that. Um, There was one song in particular on their first album where it's like they do like this like straight up like volume four Sabbath era, like bomb boom. Berm and it's like this big like thing and they just do that like four times and then they fade out and then it's just fucking do 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 do, And then they all like, come in and it's like you just, just like yeah. Yeah, that who <laughs> got my attention. Yeah. i tell you. But yeah, so uh, what about you, Max? Uh that mine was I was we were talking about this earlier, I was in you wait, I, <laughs> you were in me? Oh. <laughs> um I was with you that's in the personal car. info, Max. Yeah, that's right. Boy. Um, I was with you in the car after we had gone CD shopping and you had their first album and uh, we listened to it in the car and we were both, you had apparently heard it before, but we were, I remember being like, I had, this it, is, that was me rebuying uh, it was because like, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always kind of had this band lumped in, like Brett said, with like Devil's Blood and... Um, Person and stuff like that. I don't, I don't recall Person. That um, Person album is so good. I'm blanking on, an, on another band that I was just thinking about that sounds like these guys or what I think sounds like it, but I forgot this band existed until you, well, they haven't done anything in about (laughs) about seven years. So, um, which honestly I didn't really do much research into that. I know you asked that question, Max, but I think, um, I know Alia does like a lot of session work Hmm. with like other, you know, like organization, like musical organizations and things like that. So I mean, maybe they were all just off doing their own things for a bit. Uh, She's on flute duty, or as we say in the business, flutey, Flutie. In the biz. 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. Um, well, cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, I, oh, I have to say how I heard of it. I, I actually just, this is one of those rare instances. I, uh, I bought the CD on a whim. I thought the album cover was cool. Mm-hmm. And I worked at the CD store at the time. I think because this the original was reissued by Metal Blade is why we had it at the store. Cause I worked at like a corporate CD place, you know, um, which I mean, they would have indie stuff sometimes, but it was mostly like record label stuff. Shout out to FYE, yeah, F-Y-E. R.I.P. It's are still, they dead? It's still there, but oh. it's it. <laughs> they have like four CDs. But um, uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, this is back when when they were cool because they were like the only like major uh CD chain that had a metal section, <laughs> and this, yeah, and this was uh in the metal section. I thought it was cool, and they had this thing um every couple months they had like a they would they would make it like metal month and a bunch of new releases and or like newer bands like albums would be on, marked down on sale for 7 dollars and this was one and i was like this looks kind of cool i'll mm-hmm. check this out and uh, you know i i always like doom metal stuff so i was in the candle mass and shit like that but uh bought it and this album just like the first one i i just never really stopped listening to it i really loved it and I think because I loved it so much might have been why my expectations were too high for the second one and why mm-hmm. I still like that record, but it's it doesn't sit as well with me. And then I think I kind of forgot about them for a bit when this record dropped, and this one was a big one for me. Spoilers, but uh, I really dig this album a lot. I think I said that when I picked it last time. But um, uh, I'm going to say like, thinking of, 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 of Ghost, because you mentioned them earlier. They're one of those bands where like, their first album... Um, especially among us caused quite a stir because we were like, well, what is this? You know? Um, but then that that album came out and I found it to be kind of disappointing. It's a very like plain album outside of a couple tracks. Yeah. But their second one was when they started sounding like this This is what I wanted them to sound like. This is like 60s. They're like, yeah, they're doing the creepy carnival thing. They're doing Scooby-Doo. <laughs> they're doing Scooby-Doo Beatles, you know, like rock and it's it's awesome <clears throat> but yeah like i guess that like, we can speak to that a little bit like for for the uninitiated this band along with like quite a few others at the time were were being signed to the more prominent ma- major labels because there was kind of a retro doom movement there was this was a big a phase like like
0: 10 15 years ago yeah. of just a lot of these fuzzy it's when all the metalcore kids like shaved their heads and they were into like Black Sabbath. It's when sleep got
1: really popular.
0: Dude, sleep is fucking awesome. (laughs) But it was like sleep and then
1: like all of a sudden Metal Blade and all those labels were like, we all need an occult rock band. Yeah. (laughs) Like But uh but and I happen to like a lot of those bands. I I think, you know, it was it's it's not it wasn't like the the, you know, retreading thrash movement where it was like anybody was getting a hand on any quality of band. It was like I felt like a lot of these were like worthwhile bands you know mm-hmm. like coming out but uh yeah i don't know anyway you know th- this was pretty tailor-made for me and and this record in particular ever since it's come out has been in my rotation for 10 years at this point mm-hmm. like i've never really stopped listening to this album and it's just a it's a it's a, it's an album i really dig and uh, i wanted to talk with my buddies about well that's what we're, like, that's what we're here to do yeah you know because it just don't come up a lot yeah, you never talk about this band. Yeah, that's what I was saying like at the end of the last episode. I was like I was like this is probably like one of my most listened to records, but I like never talk to you guys about it. It's just kind of a thing that I listen to all the time. But um yeah, um uh, well, anyway, we can go into um the album cover here. Uh I have much to say about it other than it's just a cool culty stuff. I love it. I think this version of their logo too is is awesome. Uh it just works on every level. This is the first time their logo looked like this. Yeah, it's a cool cover. It's, Let me see. Give it to me. It's not as cool as we were talking about the first one earlier, which is like, yeah, very like it could be, you know, like a Satan album cover of just like an evil looking like fortune teller, like with their arms raised looking down at a crystal ball, Yeah. which is like striking. Yeah. But I like their logo I more. Like,
0: I like to play for little demons. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a,
1: damons. lesser demons. Oh, shit. Is that, is one of those payment? No, no, they, they those are lesser. Okay. It's Heddo. Hado. Heddo's Hado. H- Hado's a guy. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, no, I dig it. Um the only thing about that old album cover is like the the logo that they used to have was like that stereotypical like master of reality wavy font, you know? Oh dude, that rules. Yeah, dude, that first album cover is so fucking cool. It's good. It's really good. But yeah. The second that one's part. really cool too. They always have cool covers. Yeah, they do. But yeah. What do you guys think about the cover,
0: Brett? I think it's good. I like I mean, it's kind of monochromatic, but it's blood red, so it yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah it's a and nice,
1: nice little wood carving. Well, shit, you guys, want to let's just dive right in, boys, to the witchwood to this song. <laughs> let's just get right into it.
0: Let's just get right into it.
1: Yeah, I don't. Um, so, uh, go ahead, Brett. I forgot you have a. Mm-hmm. Oh, have a right, Okay. <laughs>
0: so, uh, let's see. So, for this next section, we're gonna be breaking down the album track by track, giving our individual thoughts, comments, and critiques on each song. Also, we'll be talking about which ones go into our hall of bangers, and our uh, pit of acrimony. Stinkers. I like it. Acrimonious stinkers. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Okay. Let's get into it though. Uh, I wanted to say right
1: away. Which would? This fucking guitar tone. It's so, like, so great. (laughs) Almost clean. I love it. It's perfect. I love it so much. I'm so glad that you guys landed on that because, yeah, dude, like, immediately in love with the guitar tone. I love how, like, not aggressive it is, Mm -hmm. but even when it plays the aggressive riffs, because. That's it goes into my point right off the bat. This album, not just the way it's mixed in terms of like on a technical level, but like the way that they are thinking about the songs is like, no, the bass takes care of that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's like they they all know the right. duty, and it fucking like just it shows. Like that, this is that's, experience. Yeah. That's for like, my overall. There, these songs are just arranged well. Yeah, like, and uh yeah, I just think this is a, this is a great intro to the album. Um, like I said, immediately love the guitar. I'll say once the main actual riff kicks in, like past the that whole section in the little solo, like when it's okay.
0: Before that, the drum fill that goes into it is so like laid back. It's like
1: I love that shit. I can't help but fucking do the old the old chicken neck. The fucking oh yeah, just bob your head. It's so like.
0: Easy it's or funky, something. It's funky. like you're, you're it's, just floating on a black stream. It's those,
1: it's, it's like witches. It's hyper-focused on those moments where Tony Iommi from Sabbath would get like accidentally funky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was going to say, for a second. this is this very like fucking, uh, this is like very like, I want to say mid-era Sabbath, but I'm specifically talking about like Sabbath from like 70 to like 76. Yeah. Yeah, the mid of that era. <laughs> this is very like, like you said, like volume four, volume Ish. four, where Ish. they started having a little bit more of that kind of like folksy bluesy tone to their sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, where they were incorporating it more in like a unique way, as yeah. opposed to like just doing like a blues rendition or something. Like they would actually like do something different. They know? were mixing like, in with with the Sabbath like riff, you know. And, yeah. Now yeah. I totally agree this song
0: what if we played a riff on an acoustic (laughs) on a grandpa's guitars
1: (laughs) but yeah and um another moment that like always gets me like and I remember this specifically the first time I listened to it that was kind of surprising because it's like and you know on this record she has those moments but Alia's uh, vocal performance on this song is immediately like it's not like airy and weird like she does which she, she does do on this album but like it's like more like in your face and like, and that, that fucking black, black magic rights. Yeah. I was, I always remember hearing and that and being like,
0: Oh fuck. Like I, I was like, this is I awesome. call it like sharp. Like yeah. she's very like stabbing with it. Yeah. She, she sounds like she's a fucking witch. She's yelling, witch curses you. at you. And <laughs> yeah. <me>. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> she
1: has, I am, my wife always jokes. I'm a misogynist because <laughs> I'm very like picky about, um, uh, for whatever reason, I'm very picky about uh, like w- women singers in metal music. Cause they hurt you. Yes, Before? yes. <laughs> um, they're taking
0: jobs away from. They're talented, taking jobs yeah. away from <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, but for whatever reason, like my ears really picky to it. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm picky about vocalists in general. I'd say I'm just picky about like just clean vocalists in general. Like you know, it's like it it, it the inflection and stuff matters a lot. Uh-huh. You know, and I like a lot of vocal. I'd say blanket term, I, I like. So many different metal vocalists, like who sing clean, but like it's uh, if it doesn't work, it really doesn't work for me. Yeah, you know, and this works. Perfectly. Her, I wanted to say, her voice is fucking perfect. She has like just the right amount of like
0: huskiness to it, and and deepness. To me, I think her. I mean, I think her voice in like an Ozzy Osbourne way is not a traditionally great singing voice because there's not a lot of deepness to it it's it's kind of a thin voice but she uses it to like pierce she she knows how to utilize it to like
1: maximum effect i think yeah
0: like she's stylistically perfect for this type of music yeah because
1: she's not like going like super out of a range or anything like that it's like she does kind of stay in like a a spot Mm -hmm. but like where she can go she's really good at and effective at like conveying you know it's like i don't i don't know it's almost like a uh it, like I don't even want to call her like a limited singer because I think she's a good singer. It's just that like um, what limitations she has, she her enthusiasm and attitude like really makes up for it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like the best way I can describe that. And, I, and Brad, I wouldn't. I don't think her voice is like thin. She her voice comes across as very like full to me, but like pulled back at the same time.
0: I guess I disagree. I hear it as a. I hear it as a thinner type of voice. Mm. Not in a bad way at all. Just her, ne- just that's just how her I think her I kind of land a little in between is. you guys on that.
1: Um, just because of like various parts, even on this record, where uh, I feel like her voice does boom really heavy, but then sometimes it is thinner. But I think that's to the effect of the song, you know, and it just kind of works mm-hmm. with whatever they're doing. I don't know, it's it's varied enough. Um, but yeah, in terms of which would the opener here, like I dig how the song has like conventional structure basically until like the bridge section. And it's like a whole other song, like, packed into it, basically. Yeah, then it's just kind of like a... It's like First,
0: a, before, before that, I'm sorry, but, like, in that, the main kind of meat section of the song, the verses, the Lazy River drums, he's doing, like, ghost notes in there. Yeah. And you can just, like, you can hear the stick just kind of, like, scraping the top of the snare. It's like...
1: Mm, he's great. <laughs> yeah, Michael Carrillo is fucking awesome it's incredible yeah, and you've got he's this- like a drum teacher and stuff too and it like totally makes sense like it's like- <laughs> You've got these just wonderful kind of like you said like lazy riffs and then when the organ solo comes in and you're just like oh fuck yeah yeah you know and then but then it gets into that that psychedelic section where everything breaks down and then slowly the song is like a build-up back to solos and and like yeah kind of this version's cha- album or this album's version of like chaos you know and then that dude and like, like like Brett said when the flute kicked in uh then i was like oh shit yeah they fucking like it, that launches it into the fucking stratosphere be- before we get to that explosion i just have to say on that that part where it starts to build back up more and it's like that like slower section that part where it first explodes and they're still doing that and they're doing like that from the witch word like and it gets like really big you know Mm -hmm. i love that shit so much like it's just so it's so epic like the old ways remain the old ways remain remain." can i tell you guys something that uh it was only like a year and a half ago that i was listening to this with elena and i was like pull up what she says there because in my head i always thought she said the old ways of maine And I was like, yeah, which times? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Makes total sense. Yeah, but then I was like, just like randomly after eight and a half years of listening to this album, I was like, I don't think that's what she says. (laughs) (laughs) And And she was like, it's the old ways remain, which coincidentally is the Name of their new record, too, that's coming out. But she was talking like, about
0: like, making America great again <laughs> <laughs> back in
1: 2013. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she was ahead of her time. Yeah. I just like, I'm I'm thinking, she's talking about great again well, like the ca- late 1600s.
1: They're Canadian, though. I'm thinking of making Maine great again. So it'd be mga. <laughs> <laughs> mga. Uh, no, that's like for until like I met you guys in high school, I thought in Creeping Death by Metallica, he was saying, So let it be written. So, oh no, wait. So that's what he says, right? So let, let it be, be written, return. so let it be done. Yeah. I thought he was saying, So let me return, so let me die. So let me return, so let me yeah. die.
0: I was and heard, kind of, I'm, crazy Dave. I'm crazy, Dave. I was am like, creepy Dave. <laughs> <laughs> creepy Dave.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, like I, the slow section for me really stands out on this one. There's just like some cool, like moody bass moving around stuff, big harmonized vocals, big
0: epic riffs when into she, the old ways remain. When she does that, trill oh we're not in the flute solo yet no
1: that now we are when she does that trill
0: i think it's kind of it's not it's the end of the shreddy flute solo and then the flute keeps going but it's like that it's like the octave i don't even know what the fuck that is but that's the coolest thing it's like ron burgundy
1: i am a very big jethro toll fan so Um, is she And yeah, that was like... (laughs) This is
0: the second band to have that that idea. Yeah. Put a a shredding flute in a rock song.
1: She sounds, the way she plays, it's funny to say like, she sounds similar to my other favorite flautist. Um, But she really plays a lot like Ian Anderson does. Well, it Um, it legitimately is like, I think she said like is like her favorite band. Yeah. So it's like, that makes sense. Uh, But that like, (laughs) you know, I was enjoying this, but when the flute kicked in and I was like, oh, this doesn't just like this doesn't it doesn't have flute like jethro toll the flute sounds like jethro toll and i love that so
0: yeah i i yeah, they, they took that wholesale from jethro toll yeah, and yeah i'm for in it a good way you know i'm all for it hell yeah
1: well uh you guys want to go to goodbye gemini this one would be in my hall of bangers this God, is a, a banger this is the single this is a ca- um, that makes sense this is yeah. a catchy ass song yeah it's um a, i i like it um it's it's one of those like i feel like i've heard it like more than any of the other songs Mm -hmm. even though i've listened to the album like usually the whole thing you know through whenever i do but like um it's one of the only ones like with a chorus kind of well they all have choruses it's just like this one has the most conventional song structure that's more that's more what i mean yeah yeah Yeah. like uh um it's more clearly defined like oh here's the chorus here's the pre-chorus you know that type of thing but um yeah i don't know i like it um i would i would put it in banger it's not my number one pick for bangers though. this isn't my favorite song on the album yeah we can have multiple that's true we, we made that rule we're not beholden by the we our rules So that's a that's a unanimous though yeah yeah
0: that's golden hall of thankfulness yeah goodbye gemini
1: but yeah um so to get, i just want to kind of talk oh, more about yeah. the flute real quick of course yeah um one thing i love about the flute on this song or yes yeah on this song and on the whole album uh you can hear it the most on the last song but I love that they don't. They had that mic so fucking close to her mouth, you can hear the you hear the breath. <laughs> the breaths. Yeah, that's
0: so cool. You can't I you can't edit it out. That.
1: Yeah, you can't edit it out. I, I think, love
0: that shit. I think how you, I'm talking on my ass because this, this is how it works on saxophone at least to do to get that growly sound, you have to like actually go do 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 do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That I, makes I, sense. I don't know if that's true for flute, but she's definitely doing that. I would imagine so.
1: Yeah. I mean, like. Yeah. No, it's, I, I love that aspect of the recording. I mean, like, um, I always think of like my main example for keeping in breaths is always typo negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, I just love the, the realness of it. <laughs> like it just like, you know, hearing someone doing that is like, it that's it's amazing. That's, it's cool. Yeah. You know what I like a lot is when you can hear fingers sliding across strings mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like just the yeah the finger noise and the fret oh, noise and stuff. Yeah, that, lot, is,
0: they, they edit that out a lot of the times now. You know? This is
1: in total contrast to what we did last time, where I was praising the how much I love very manipulated and uh, more mechanical, like uh, less soulful music. But I still love this kind where you can hear that this is people playing it. You when, know, and yeah, and I and I think in like a general As long way, as it's spooky though, right? Yeah. It's gotta be spooky. Well, then. I think uh, what I was gonna say is in like a general I mean, way, <laughs> it just it just works so well with this type of music though too. Like, you know, it's yeah. like it's like you want it to sound real, like you're in like a fucking like Blair Witch basement fucking hearing people play this shit or whatever, well, you, you know, know. It's like there's something about this too where this really sounds like it could be plucked from like nineteen seventy six or something, you know? Yeah. Like it sounds very vintage and not in a unoriginal way. I think it sounds vintage in like this is contradictory, but in like a modern way, you know, like they use like on this album in particular, where it's like you could you could argue the old the first record and even the second one a little was like purposefully like shitty. We want it to sound like like that, but like this is like everything's clear in a modern way, but like it the tones and stuff that they pick are like. Are just
0: exactly what you need for that kind of sound. Mm-hmm. The, to me, the difference is any band from like the early seventies that was doing anything like this, they'd have one song like this on the album, and the rest and would be something would be totally, you know, like seventies bands didn't really do like we're just a metal band and we're doing this. Yeah, and and there is there's a lot to admire from that. I
1: actually didn't really even respect that aspect of like older bands recording this style of music until I got into Uriah Heap. Mm-hmm. and Uriah Heap was the one the big one for me that was like oh like I kind of like it whenever they go off the trail and yeah. do something else like it's, it's like the Led
0: Zeppelin they do everything yeah. and, and you know
1: but I do think there's an argument to be made for like these type of bands that are looking back on that and being like but what if this was the whole thing the oh, whole yeah, thing for probably. all it's worth you know and like and get those ideas out that's why I still say too even like I hate to bring up like thrash bands again but it's like you know some of those like modern thrash bands that were doing stuff. It's like, and they're f- hyper focusing on like one band specific sound at first. It's like, that's kind of interesting to see how they would de- develop that. If that band didn't make a shitty third album and break up or whatever, you know, <laughs> it's like, yes. it's kind of like there's, there's value in that to
0: me. Any band that, that's retreading in quotations, I say retreading something is really just picking up where they left off in my opinion. And then saying, where can we take it? Yeah. If
1: that didn't stop, which to me like, yeah, leads to more creative different stuff mm-hmm. like you know and and there's there's a lot of value in that I think um there's there's no wrong way to do it you know it's there's just some that bands that I don't like that they do that there's this band called gruesome that is uh oh they're just death it's just death to the point where it's like there's nothing about this you're not expanding on the idea you're just doing you're just doing, doing it again yeah. or what yeah. about like blazing stone i was i was about to bring up blazing stone Blazin where it's stone, it's yeah. just classic running wild and it's kind of it's kind of fun to listen to once or twice because it's like oh this is like if running wild had kept making this album again and again and again but then it doesn't have staying power really yeah like, because know, it's, it's, like,
0: it's it's because it's just copying yeah I I don't know I I respect it just because it's like that's just what that those guys want to do and yeah it's and th- like there's something to that's be awesome there's something to be said about that too is like you know it's like if that's what you want to do then cool I'm sure they're like you know? Don't like it, don't fucking listen. You yeah, know, we're, we're just trying to make death music. Exactly.
1: Fuck now, listen to this. <laughs> Fuck now, listen to this. Don't, I wanted to don't say, don't listen to this. In regards to that, like <laughs> more a like, lot of don't times. Don't listen
0: to this. <laughs> nice.
1: I find um, it can be kind of like a half and half where, like, a lot of times I like modern stuff um, almost more than the classics because they take so many disparate elements of the classics that I love and fuse it together into a sound that just has everything I like. That has know. something like this was kind of in my overall, but like something about this album that I really dig is the fact that it sounds like a bunch of these things that I'm referencing or that we're going to reference like further there'll probably be more examples as we go through the songs. but like when I heard this it was like it was one of those rare moments where I was like, this is a sound I've been looking for mm-hmm. like my whole life you know like a, 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 like all my experience of listening to certain things that I love and elements that I love of random bands like, have come together perfectly in this thing that I've imagined, (laughs) you know, like
0: it it is like, so I don't mean to interrupt. No. Yeah. That's it. Pretty much. It is like, uh, you, the first listen, you're like, Oh yeah, it's one of these bands. then you think, and it's like, no one's ever actually done it just like this though. Yeah. Like you, you imagine it like that, Mm -hmm. but like, there's never been a whole band. That's just this. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I guess, (laughs)
1: sorry, I got off track there. That's a good conversation though. But, um, uh, but (laughs) I guess we could talk about, uh specifics on goodbye gemini here but um uh in regards to the flute really like the little the little flute intro on this one um it's a nice little introduction it kind of feels like to me it's it's like a refined version of uh the type of stuff that they did on their first album which like i said might have been a bit more like spastic in like the uh dynamics but like this one is just like oh like they figured it out you know like (laughs) i like the flute in this one um during the solo near the end every time the guitar hits like the whee, whee, there's fru, 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 going along yeah. with it <laughs> sound it's fucking yeah. awesome yeah like it, it like you were saying too, the uh, catchy chorus I, I love how every time they come out of the chorus it goes into like no matter what it goes into like a rocking riff mm-hmm. you know like a, this they, is one of the more energetic energetic songs yeah things on the album yeah yeah i would say so yeah there's some cool uh scaler work too from the uh bass player on um the verses and the pre-chorus thing he's moving around a lot like mm-hmm. he's just like kind of going up and down and uh there's a very very black sabbath volume four guitar solo at the end mm-hmm. <laughs> like that i'm just like it fucking rules now that like you mentioned especially with this this next one lord summer isle i hadn't really thought of it but there is a lot of uriah heap yeah in this yeah. too that's that's definitely one of their influences um Lord Samurai, I love this song so much. This Dude. is like such a good mood piece. Every time song. this one, when he starts though, it's saying, Hey now. Oh, how now? I always sing, Hey now, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, bass player, by the way. I was, was going to ask who's singing on yeah, this one.
0: bass player and Alia harmonizing with him. He sounds like a, a peasant, like a hungry. Dude man yes. in a cabin that sounds
1: perfect because like I, I was saying <laughs> I was saying how <laughs> like uh, it's it's just like this I don't know the effect the, like the effect driven like tones that they use like on the guitar and stuff like that is like it's perfect for making like the atmosphere of like a lone traveler on a road or like in like you know the 1800s or some shit and like um, it's singing about like occult troubles or whatever <laughs> this, Like this one's heap of shit yeah it's and, This is a song I used to listen to like on repeat when I was like sad. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and I'd just be like, (laughs) okay, it was, I, I, I love this song. It's so.
0: The Dark Lord isn't providing crops this season. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Did you know it was always my sad song?
1: Do you remember Data End by Dark Tranquility from Projector? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That was (laughs) always my sad song. That's classic. Um, Yeah, this one, Brett, that's perfect. This is the most like, like peasant fucking peasant in in like twelve ninety one. He's been captured. He's working for the Good witch. Good year, Paul. Twelve twelve ninety one. He's he's been captured. He's he's being forced to work to the bone for the witch. And this is the song
0: he sings. Like, yeah. she's not giving him any gum gumdrops. Yeah, no, <laughs> she's using it to fatten the children. Promise me a chocolate house. He's like, mom. The time has not grown this year. <laughs>
1: He almost has, like, that have inflection. Have some rosemary. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if, like... I'll pull your fingernails out. I've never seen the... I've, I've never heard the bass player talk before. But I wonder if he's almost, like, putting on an accent a bit. Like, when he's singing. Because it does have, like, that effect of, like, slightly old-timey. Like, the way he says words. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. But yeah, this,
0: I, this is, like, stylistically, like, a medieval kind of song. So he... he, I'm sure he kind of is. yeah. I, or at least I, he's channeling it yeah yeah maybe even subconsciously kind of you know but like
1: i also love too the the harmonies that alia does with him on like the uh-huh. of the verse lines like they sound really cool. i didn't notice that she was singing the first couple of times i listened to this uh album. it's pretty i mean like it's definitely a higher harmony but it's like it is kind of like it's subtle in the background mm-hmm. you know like it, i think um if you're if you're not listening for it like it might just sound like an effect or something. Well, like the that. first couple of times too, um, I had I, I was listening to this at work, so I just had one ear in. Yeah, but then in then the uh, the next couple of times, I had both uh, both of my ears engaged in listening.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just love well, this you got song. it because like in a lot of these songs, like the guitar will be on the left. Yeah, they pan and the organ. Will dude, be on that so is the yeah. bane
1: of my existence. I love that with listening to music at work because I can wow. often only have one earphone in
0: can you switch it on your phone to as you say you can when you switch it to mono
1: it lowers the audio quality though like it makes everything quieter and it's like eq'd flatter yeah so it's a trade-off yeah i feel you but yeah um no i don't know i don't have anything else on this one other than it's it's just a it's just got a beautiful like folkish feel to it and i really dig that element of this band a lot what's the next one uh ballad of the weird sisters this is the one this is my favorite (laughs) it's it's up there for me um yeah, and this one, I, my first note was just, here we fucking go. Like, this fucking, <laughs> like,
0: well, this is the most Jethro Tull.
1: Yeah, the, I want to skip right to the end because <laughs> the part where she's like, I took out my blade and I sliced these fuckers up I and a story. I, said, I said, you shouldn't let this devil inside. I was like at work and I did the
0: horns. <laughs> is that, that that last verse? Yeah. yeah, she's like, you
1: shouldn't have let this
0: devil inside. inside. She sings that last verse different from the first several it's like it's off the, it's uh, she's
1: coming yeah she's it's off the rhythm herself. a little like where it's yeah, like it's, it's supposed to
0: sound it's so climactic like it sounds like the way Ian Anderson would do it
1: yeah this this song fucking this it's was so the good. one my first listen Um, I wasn't quite feeling this album Um, it felt a little like uh, not bad at all but it wasn't like grabbing me and this was the one that stood out where I was like this is this is good yeah this is a great this is like a this is a fucking ear catcher song too yeah. just cuz it's just repeating those like basically dun, folk dun, folk song da, type da, riffs da, you know da, like da, that they're just da, doing da, da, da. and I love how it starts too like Brett, you were talking about with uh Witchwood like but it's like you know almost like that it's a it's more aggressive than in Witchwood but it's like that lazy drum fill just He's, he's always like, like
0: just behind it or something yeah like, oh oh how's he doing it it's i'd so like cool. to hear it with like a technical drum he's like <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no it wouldn't that, work. That would ruin it it would no, yeah it wouldn't it work it would just be but funny to
1: hear i, I like to um uh just a little background info i know on this song is like this one actually started out where um they were trying to kind of mimic um what a lot of the uh like folk rock prog bands would do uh, in the 70s where um they would just rework a folk song. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to do that, but they ended up just writing their own like folk song. <laughs> and they were like, oh, well, you know, whatever. But um, this yeah. Is the, this is the one I was talking about um earlier. I thought it was the last one, but it's this one where when she comes in with the flute on this one and everything drops out. Da, <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> You can really that. hear the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and this, is, this was listening to this at work, and I was just, you know, just, like, bolt upright, and I was like, oh,
0: fuck, yeah!
1: You can, like, feel her
0: breath on your ears, man. Oh, it's
1: awesome. That little, like, and she's playing that line that's, like, a fucking, like, like a fucking old-school medieval march type thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, like, yeah, it's it's so cool. Like, I I wanted to say, too, Max, what you were talking about the lyrics, like, the lyrics on this one are so fun. I, I love, like, an easy-to-follow story and, like, a, a one-and-done song This like was this. the only like, one where, like, I paid attention to the lyrics yeah because i could really grab was, you, you i know, could yeah. tell
0: she was telling a story yeah
1: and it's like and, and plus you get the uh you get the um this is the one where you get the electric fiddle
0: yeah uh yeah i was gonna ask about that who who's playing the fiddle it's a guest um uh i can't oh, i should have looked
1: up the name fuck nick do you remember that band equilibrium yeah the folky mellow death band mm-hmm. the guy who played uh the cello on in the cello and the flute on their album sagas was the guy who did it for lord of the rings oh that's cool yeah let me look up who this was should have put that in the new ben plotnik on the fiddle oh ben plotnik yeah <laughs> good job ben yeah i like that i like that fiddle quite a bit actually on this song it fits really well it, it it's it's Makes like it feel very folksy yeah yeah it's not like in your face either um it's kind of it's mixed in really well i i was gonna say too the um uh the flute melody like that marching thing that they break into is super cool and i love how whenever they go into the next part um when the whole band kicks in the bass does like these walks that are almost like it's like a jig like a jig inspired kind of bass walk where he's like do 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 like it's it's really of cool. to remember that yeah it's it's really cool like i i dig it quite a bit and um i just wanted to say this is going to sound absurd but the coolest line and my favorite vocal harmony I think ever recorded is fucking Eye of Newton Mandrake Root. Absolutely. That's like
0: that's the that, I have it written down. Yeah. I,
1: I always look at Elena and I go, Eye of Newton, Mandrake Root. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things that just like
0: <laughs> No one's thought to rhyme those. <laughs> it's it's just so good. In that low harmony
1: where she's doing it and then mm, going up. Yeah. It's so fucking it good. It just appeals so much to just my little fucking edgelord heart you know who <laughs> loves like occult pagan shit it's well awesome. what is it dangerous women hide oh, where dang- oh, had we heard the sound of laughter that dangerous women make <laughs> yeah three hags awesome. are stood staring <laughs> it's fucking it's so good they dude. gave us a broom most strange yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah the good job, Sean, Sean writes most of the lyrics. Which <laughs> so, one oh, The guitar player. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, I think he wrote these, but yeah, it's fucking, uh, the, there's just some good ass lyrics in this one. But yeah. And, and just the story in general, like, I mean, it, it, I just, I like the old, uh, I was the demon the entire time. Yeah, I like <laughs> that twist. <I'm> demon. <laughs> you know, story. I don't know. <laughs> it just works really well in a song like
0: this. She pulls out her knife and says, nothing personal kid. <laughs> it is, it is like the old, like Irish, folk tunes that like turn into the Appalachian you know like that whole it's like story form song yeah it's awesome I dig it yeah
1: anything else on Ballad of the Weird Sisters or can we move on to the title track I just want to say again that Ballad of the Weird Sisters is my personal favorite track I would call it a I would put that one up for a banger but it's also not my absolute favorite it's my probably my second favorite what yeah we'll stick with Jim and I man for now gemini man, we can have multiple yeah we can have multiple well sure i would put ballad in there i like ballad of the weird sisters more than i like Ge- goodbye gemini but i'd also spoilers i'd put the last song in all the bangers too the magician yeah yeah put, why don't you
0: wait till we get to that yeah. one i'm just saying
1: <laughs> i said spoilers shit pretend like we didn't say that anyway uh title track the elder's dark uh ironically this is the one that i always kind of forget if i if i forget anything on the album i always kind of forget what this one sounds like until it immediately kicks in mm-hmm. you know and they're and like, I'm like
0: we got to put a metal song on here
1: yeah well i mean like it it it, it, it i think this song rules it, it's like it's the really mean song on the album mean sounding song i think uh where it's like you know just like the aggressive riffs the the main riff too with like the uh the organ uh is just like so evil and cool sounding and stuff and uh once again we get some really cool flute melodies um uh, you know she's switching a lot in this one and uh they really figured out how to integrate that flute stuff perfectly on this record i think i just had that as a note because it's uh, especially noticeable in this one the thing i always remember from this song is uh she's like into the outrich
0: night
1: it's wrong, yeah. It's fucking
0: awesome yeah i like uh, like most of this song i would consider like you know Quotation marks doom. It's kind of like a pentagram sort uh-huh. of thing, but well, then yeah, it then sl- it like breaks down. They slow down. Big yeah. doom, and it's like, oh fuck. Yeah, they had two count
1: on the symbol where they stuff, and it's just.
0: Dude,
1: how can you not <laughs> fucking love that? It's so good. Yeah, and um, then she's going fucking enchanted witcheries. <laughs> <All> right, uh. <laughs> 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 it's fucking awesome Fuck, it's so cool yeah um and then and then it fucking like the best part is like after that whole thing it's like they do the, that super fucking sabbath like nonsensical rhythm thing where it's like dun-dun, dun-dun, it's just go, kind of nonsense yeah yeah it's just like oh this is just like a, a little phrase that they do and then when they go to the solo section so another fucking jaunty flute solo section and Cool bass break and stuff, like and it's back into the evil riff, it's it's just yeah, it just rolls like right at the end and it's fucking awesome. I love it. This was something um uh uh my wife Bronwyn uh likes a lot of like very retro styled um like the the modern retro doom. Oh, that's why stuff. she liked uh isn't necessarily Doom, but like she uh I remember she really liked Graveyard. Yeah. We she loves Graveyard, yeah. Um I Love and- Graveyard too fucking awesome I showed her uh, Ballad of the Weird Sisters and I was like you'll like this for sure because um, she's also a big Jethro Tull fan um, and she was like this is fine it lacks like some edge to it something that like grabs me she wants that solid state guitar tone um, <laughs> and I think if she had listened she said she listened to a couple songs I don't know which ones this is one that I think maybe mo- would have grabbed her more but the more I listened to this album the more I liked it and the more I came to like that it's a lot more laid back and it's not very explicitly heavy most of the time it's it's like I was saying um, in kind of the intro blurb about this album in particular the they really thematically like not just in the lyrics but in the music too embraced the idea of this concept but using subtlety more like as opposed to just the bombast
0: you know and it, it really shows like through the whole thing I think yeah, there's everything's. it's so open. It's so like spread out. Everyone's in their pocket. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's awesome. Um I'd like to introduce the next song. Yes. Uh Drawing Down the Moon. I thought you were going to sing it like her Drawing Down the Moon. No, no, no. So today we're doing Drawing Down the Moon, which is the debut st- st- studio album by Finnish Black Metal band Beherit.
0: No. In- no!
1: <laughs> I've I've had that joke locked Black in. Metal. I've had that shit locked in for days. This has been the Black Metal Minute with Max. There you go. On a non-black metal What do album. you think of that album? Drawing Down the Moon? Yeah. That album, the hair, it's weird because it's like sloppy and shitty and the vocals are like, is us, is like he's clearly whispering the whole time.
0: I just meant like, give me a number and then... What, then. I don't want to hear the life story, you know?
1: <laughs> I'd give it, I'd give it an eight out of 10. I like their... <laughs> that's really high. <laughs> after like, after nothing but a negative thing that you it's said. It's one of those albums that's like, it's like it's, it's just so shitty 8 out of 10 It's like Hellhammer or Early Celtic Frost Where it's like This is kind of like Sloppy Yeah but Hellhammer's Maxing out at like a 4 You know <laughs> yeah, That's <laughs> <Not> true, true. <laughs> But it's, like- it's still fuck, It's still like rules You know <laughs> I guess But Harrod's a weird one though They like They went from this From black metal To doing two like Full like Ambient synth albums they all do that, they, yeah. and then yeah, Max, everyone you tell us no about album for like fifteen years, and then they came back with an album that sounds just like the first one, and then there's been nothing since. It sounds the like the bio years. of every band that you tell us about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, so, so, drawing down the moon. Um, this one is the one that I think is probably my favorite song. Really, I really like drawing down the moon. Uh, I love how this one just kind of lulls you in. It's like really like wavy at first, and I, I love the title too. Um, I just gotta say, uh, it sounds so cool. Can we yeah. talk about the fog hat break, the cowbell? not give it. Let me let me get through some stuff first here. Hang on, see, because uh, like, oh, and talk about the first half at least at first. But um, it's the vocals are like this is where she really it's the pinnacle of like her like uh, hypnotic voice that she does like um like on the first record. And I was like, I, I didn't lot. mean to touch you, Brett. I'm so sorry. That's okay, no homo. But I want to say, um, uh, she's got like I would agree with you like less that it's thin but she's got this like uh, a nasally tone to her voice I call it like piercing
0: or yeah. cutting
1: yeah I, I agree like um but uh I like how the vocals at least in the first half here um it's almost like they're they're it's not just her performance like and how she's singing but it's almost like mixed a little different where it's more integrated into the openness of like the music mm-hmm. where it's like supposed to like you know feel more like droney and like kind of like you know like Sneaking up on you and, and more chill And uh like uh, It makes me want to do The old uh, white person Like noodle dance You know With my eyes closed I was gonna thing. say This like, one type. feels Like you said Like wavy It feels like You're on like A lazy river Yeah And then like Every time that chorus Comes up And they do that Little like Build up riff The uh dun dun I just imagine because it's called Drawing Down the Mood I imagine a bunch of little Skull Kids just rocking out with tree branch <laughs> guitars like okay. Skull Kid from Zelda yeah <laughs> but um uh, you know so yeah we get this like you know we're lulling and we get this cool like organ solo that leads into some cool breaks then the fucking uh, you really calling it fucking fog hat it's total fog hat you get the uh, fucking uh, rockest uh, the rockest riff uh, uh, <laughs> dun, 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 Fuck yeah! Dun, dun, Ooh, dun, dun, dun. slow ride. And fucking, we welcome you to the Sabbath. That's the coolest yeah. shit. That's the best shit that's, you could ever. That's do. where you. That's where you gotta. You gotta roll up like to the witch club with your mm-hmm. with your witch pals. Fucking like like. It, that's when you get out of the car. You drive, that you part drive around
0: the block until that starts. Yeah. And
1: pull up. Dude, <laughs> and you, you know pull, I pull up? I think about it all the time. I was talking to your girlfriend about. um uh, hocus pocus and i mentioned you know the classic i was like sarah jessica parker's super hot in that movie and she was like yeah i know nick always says she's got
0: hot witchy milkers <laughs> <laughs> i for the longest time because like people, people always talk about what like a sex symbol sarah jessica parker is and i was always like i don't really see it i don't see and it i watched thing. that movie recently and i was like oh yeah. it's th- it's just that yeah she's singing to the kids and you're like this is a good movie
1: <laughs> there was like a few things that came out when I was a kid that like made me like uh, girls with like white hair it was like Hocus Pocus and Atlantis <laughs> Inuyasha Inuyasha was a boy though I know there ain't nothing wrong with that absolutely not huh <laughs> oh but I have an awakening right here <laughs> <laughs> oh but um, I love that I love that section it's so good and I love how after that, when they go back into the hypnotic stuff, she's just wailing. Drawing down the moon, and it's it's just perfect. Oh, and
0: this is like the only spot with background vocals. That's like her, like the ah, uh... yeah. <laughs> it's so. good. It's just one court, like one choir of her for one part. Yeah,
1: and I really oh. love the uh, the flute playing that like <clears throat> airy melody, like at the end as well. Like it's just like it comes in like just like a. Like a spooky little thing mm-hmm. over like the fucking big chords that they're playing, and everybody's just kind of fiddling around like in the scale a little bit, but it's just like building and building it's awesome. I like that this one the organ is is like a constant presence, like accompanying the the uh the lead rhythms, yeah throughout the verses and everything it kind of does that in eldritch Dark* too but it's more aggressive i think in in that one Um, yeah yeah the organ is just very omnipresent in this one yeah i love whatever organ tone i don't know what you how you say that with an organ whatever organ she's playing i guess drawbar settings okay it's great yeah it's great Uh, but yeah this one is the one that i would i would put in hall of bangers if i had if i had to pick one this is Mm. like the one you don't have to. You can pick a personal Favy. This is definitely my personal favorite, if not in the Hall of Bangers. But I was I would nominate it as well though.
0: Would you guys say the, the organ? Fog, is, hat, fog hat Riff alone. You say the organ is the best keyed instrument. That's really hard. I mean accordion. think is piano's piano's pretty fucking classic. Yeah, but think about you how cool the, the accord or the the organ cool the accordion is. <laughs> organ is maybe my favorite, but it's also maybe the least um Like dynamic, the least versatile. It's true, but I mean, really, because I mean, you can do soft and you can do screaming, so it is dynamic. I don't know. I also love the Clavinet. I honestly, I'd say like a good synth. That's a good analog.
1: Like that's a little cheating though, because you knew anything with
0: that. Not, but like I'm talking like a mini Moog. You could do anything with that if you got enough time. I mean, you can do a lot with it, but it's it's like it's an instrument with confines. Mm. How much prep time do you have? <laughs> is that the- like we're not doing Batman comics, versus Batman versus yeah. so with prep
1: time. Oh anyway, yeah. wait. <laughs> but okay, well, um if we don't have anything more to say about drawing down the moon, we can move on to Faunus. Um this one is a great little mellow jam. It reminds me once again of their first album but more refined. Uh, in particular, they have a track like this on the first album called uh, A Wine of Wizardry. Oh my and, god. Uh, and what? That's fucking awesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like a Another like three minute kind of more mellow jam, but this one definitely moves around a little bit more and it's uh it's just a cool little atmosphere piece before we get into the finale. um
0: I picture like Mr. Tumnus like sneaking into your room like, <laughs> this is the one slit your throat you this know? is the one. We- <laughs> This is the one we were we
1: were joking about off air Don't before. Asleep, uh, will come. <laughs> before fucking Max came over. But uh, I was saying there's some Brett riffs on this one where it's like, where, especially when they're going. Hey, good
0: riffs, good good people, good taste. Yeah, this one's this one's kind of like a, a whatever track for me.
1: I think it's kind of like it's not supposed to like grab your attention though. It's there and
0: then it's gone. Yeah. It's almost just like It's a mood
1: piece. Kind of like Lord Summer Isle but there's no vocals. (laughs) I've kind of never really liked though songs like like well this one's on it's fine but then when it's over I don't I just remember that's the short instrumental that doesn't really have much to it. Yeah. Whenever I'm listening to it though it's like Drawing Down the Moon this and The Magician all like I mean the whole album flows together for me but like those three it's like it's like one big like movement almost to me Mm -hmm. like and i always remember this song like like the riffs and stuff but like i don't really view it as like its own individual track so it was kind of weird to write any notes on it yeah (laughs) the first
0: few times i listened to this i wasn't looking at the tracks i didn't even know this was here it's just it felt like a part of another song yeah like or an intro a big intro or something to like the final song yeah so i mean like like, theoretically they could have written this out a little more this would have just been like the middle jam section of a longer piece yeah. i mean it is like three minutes or something
1: so i mean yeah, like it's it's so. not like short or anything yeah. like that it's yeah. just you know but yeah no, i dig it i mean i like it when they do this they they have one of these on pretty much like every record and like it's uh you know just usually serves well in whatever wherever they choose to put it so yeah yeah nothing more to say on that one really mm-hmm. but we can move on to uh the closer uh which is called the magician um, this is the most like this is the closest side call to like a song being like proggy like old school progressive it's, rock. It's definitely it's
0: it's a it's, it's sweeping. That, it's got that uh, like seven eight time
1: signature thing. Yeah like yeah and and there's just lots of movements and it it flips around between a lot of stuff and there's not like a a definitive uh, structure to it past like maybe the halfway mark. Yeah it's it's very like I said sweeping like yeah. you know it's like it goes through a lot of emotions it does a lot of things um i think it's pretty interesting i mean um uh i like this one lyrically too it's about the book called the magician which follows a character named hatto which they mention multiple times in the song they have other songs about him too but it's a uh, hatto in the book is a uh is just a stand-in for alistair crowley mm. but um you know it's, it's 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 just a cool song conceptually and uh i i like it quite a bit um I like it's like a cool it. big closer. I, I like the sp- spooky Scooby Doo riff. Oh yeah, yeah, I dig that too. Um, I, I love the way that the keys are utilized on this one. It, it uh, they they in particular on this one create kind of like the uh, um, weird like kind of downer atmosphere. I think there's like a
0: mellotron kind of effect. She's yeah,
1: because it sounds like it's like i I imagine like if just the riffs are being played it's like it's kind of like another rocky like sabbath funk kind of song but then like the keys like really make it like kind of like eerie and scary and stuff like it's uh they they really pick up that slack um and uh yeah i was just gonna say again too i always notice on this one because he changes it up a little bit uh but can't praise the mixing and guitar tone enough especially when the that, that trading solo mm-hmm. happens um, later on in the song. It's really awesome. I was going to say, this was the one that, like, the lines are always stuck in my head the most because where she's like, Crimson daughter concubine. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, My name is hallow and I will remain. Yeah. That's big epic chorus. So it's, it's just fucking awesome. Plus, you know, like I said, I love this occult shit, you know, just... Edgy shit about being the devil's concubine and being covered in blood, and I'm just like to see Girl. this world, to see this world away until yeah. another day.
0: I think it's the second best chorus on the album. I like Goodbye Gemini's chorus a little more. Yeah, but this this is really really cool.
1: This one's like it just like I said, it just feels big. Mm-hmm. It's like a big epic chorus, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just a good song. I really like. I love how the outro is introduced by the organ. And just like creates this
0: ultimate doom riff until the end. There's like, all you know, kinds of like weird swirly psychedelic noises in the background too. Like
1: yeah, meow, meow,
0: meow. yeah,
1: and then randomly just that. It's like the bass player was like, "I got an idea." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Such a bass player idea. It really is. I'm Why like, don't I, end the I whole even thing?
1: even me? I'm like, I'm like, oh come on, man.
0: Why don't I end it? How about that? It's like he he just does the dumbest, like tappy, like. I was gonna say he does. I was was watching. I was watching.
1: I was watching
0: this Victor Wooten video the other day.
1: (laughs) 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 Amazing grace and harmonics. It's this new thing he learned. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) no but yeah I I do I do actually like the little thing it's just like it's just kind of funny that it comes out of nowhere it'd be one thing if he was playing it over the outro or something but like he literally just it's like he <laughs> snuck it in he he had final say on the mix but like the outro does like, always come on and I'm always like it always tricks me into thinking there's more to the song yeah like, like they're gonna go like, into another part like yeah, after and, that but then it kind of <laughs> just ends and I'm like oh. yeah but then I know it's always on repeat so then it's just all of a sudden Dan, 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 again and i'm like oh yeah cool it, mine on spotify it, would always go to some song from their second album that's like
0: a minute and a half long yeah. if oh, i were like to say the Witch's hazel or something yeah it doesn't really need the bass thing at the end but i i guess it like adds to the weirdness
1: yeah it, yeah it's, I, I don't it's just i don't a weird thing i don't dislike it it's just it's just kind of a funny random thing at the yeah. end but but yeah i'm uh, I don't know anything else on this one guys this one does the what I love when an organ does is a do da doo do da do da where it just sounds like you're watching Dracula like like dance with a ghost in his ballroom, you know?
0: Fred Astaire, Dracula. <laughs> yeah, <Back in> the... <laughs> Was Fred Astaire Dracula? He should have been. He should have been hell of a dancer. He a hell of a dancer. Hell of a dancer. Probably my favorite dancer. I don't know a um, lot.
1: Um, I like
0: Lady Gaga. Who's the one I liked? Gene. What's his name? Dancing in the Rain. Yeah. Gene something.
1: He's my favorite. I don't like that movie. <laughs> you don't even know his
0: name. Hey, I remember the dance, though. That roller skate Fred dance? Astaire was doing, like, Michael Jackson shit back in the day. Yeah. It wasn't roller skating in the rain. He, he, Do you remember the one where he was, like, dancing? Roller
1: skating in the
0: rain. <laughs> do you remember the one where, where Fred Astaire was, like, dancing with a little cartoon? Yeah, yeah,
1: I remember that. I don't know what that was for. He, like, danced with, from. like, the mirror version of himself down below or whatever
0: too. It was cool. Was it like his shadow or something? Yeah, something like that. That must have been mind-blowing to see. We're
1: like, how'd oh, they get the shadow dance with him?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how they sounded. People were fucking idiots back then. He's dancing
1: with Tweety Bird. How's he doing that? <laughs> there were only like four smart people, <laughs> and one of them was Fred Astaire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, all right. Well, I guess we can uh, we can wrap her up here, guys. I'm going to go into some uh, overall thoughts. Uh, bring us in, Brett.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for this section we're gonna go around, each give our overall thoughts on the album as a whole, and with a score from one to hundred, place it in our master ranking list to see how it stands up in the grand scheme of all of music of the twelve things that we've done so far. That's true. Um,
1: can I ask 14th. to do something a little unconventional, guys? Tell me what you wanna do, Nick. Can I go first?
0: No. Please. Please. Let me okay. uh let me base my score off of yours. Yeah, I this know, is I know. Taking the heat off of me.
1: I just want to because I don't want you I don't want you or the listeners to think that I'm Changing anything, why would we think that? Why would anyone? I don't know, I just don't want to be accused. (laughs) You're sick of the accusations, I'm sick of the accusations flying out at us. (laughs) But, um, okay, so oh, what can I say, guys? This album has it all, boys. Um, I love every element the folk, the doom, the rock. Uh, it's like they, like I said before, it's like they plucked like perfect songs from my mind in a style that molds every piece perfectly of something that I've just wanted to hear my entire life. Like I said, you know how like sometimes, very rarely, you hear something and you're like, "This is a sound I've been looking for forever," and this is one of those moments for me. I have, as you can tell, I, I really don't have any criticisms. I I wouldn't really, I wouldn't change a thing on this album. And so, you know, doing a first for myself, and I'm gonna give Blood Ceremonies, The Eldred Stark, a perfect score of a hundred.
0: What the fuck? Oh! I, really? I,
1: I I told Elena after I. Pick this. I was like, you know, like I've listened to this album for like a decade, and I obviously love it, but I've never like <laughs> verbalized it. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I mean, I know that this style of music isn't for everybody, but like, it's I wouldn't like, change
0: a goddamn thing. I mm-hmm. I, I love it. And it's it, like you've been like seeing a girl for a long time. And you're like, are we dating? <laughs> it's like, you know what? I think we're dating.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I I don't know. I just I love it. Um, and I gave it a hundred. Uh, you know, hashtag Arcade Fire ripped off Dreamer and um that's it would you put this in a top 5 albums list I think it if I really being honest with myself it would be it would be in like my top 10 I think I just think it's it does this style that like like I said it's like this is how I imagine this type of stuff to be like you know it's like all those like elements of Sabbath I liked I'm like oh I wish that they would elaborate on that a bit more or or, uh, like what if a band like did that but took it in a way and it's like this band does that in like a way that I simultaneously couldn't have imagined but
0: like have wanted the whole time yeah you know like so do you would you say do you have 10 albums that you ha- that you would give 100 probably yeah all
1: right that, but it's but again it, it's one of those things it's like really effective on like my mood obviously i'm not always in the mood for like every album that i would say is like a perfect album for what it is you know i mean and there's no album i don't think any that that serves everything that i like mm-hmm. all in one and there's not an album that i'm always in the mood to listen to this one comes close though i will say like I'm, if i hear it i'm never like eh, i'm gonna turn it off and <laughs> go to something different you know or whatever uh, i but think that's, it's
0: i think it's great i think it's awesome that you're promiscuous with your hundreds you're free and you're just yourself this is literally the I, only time i've given it i keep mine for the special ones have you ever given a 100 no. no i was
1: about to no. say the
0: only other album that's gotten
1: a 100 was for me when we did uh sam ceremony of opposites on the old show um, and that's like for me That's one of those albums where When we were doing it for the show And I was talking to my wife And I was like I was "Like, was Dude I can't think of a single thing That I don't like Or could be better on this Yeah That's and, how I feel about this And that's another one where If I want something to listen to I can just put that on And just listen to it Probably like twice in a row Yeah And be good Like no matter what mood I'm in It's one that just works for me Yeah No 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 so, It's just one I I love it And uh, I can't, I couldn't think of any way to make it better. And I just, I just dig it. I think it's awesome. And I think if uh, anything that we've talked about on this episode sounds of interest to you, listener, uh, you should check it out. I think it's a great record. Great band. If you like a lady singing about witches and playing the flute and the organ, (laughs) you're covered. And some sick ass, funky Sabbath riffs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and I look forward, and I look forward to their next
0: album because it's an odd number. All right, Brett. What's up, guys? Name's Brett. Here with um now listen to this i think this album rocks i think this is a really really consistent statement um I, i've said everything that i think i have to say about it everyone's just kind of firing on all cylinders here all the all the tracks flow really well together i'm glad that you brought
1: up the drums too because that's something that i uh dude the drums I are so yeah good. I, nice. I don't say that i take it for granted but it's just something that i haven't I haven't really thought about that much, you know, because I'm always more
0: like I'm like the riffs, you know, or whatever. Like the, the drums are just like, like <clears throat> fundamental, s- central, you yeah. know, like it's they're but yeah, like they're perfectly growing. executed, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Doc and Marty. I'm gonna give this 88 mph. Hell yeah,
1: nice, very nice. It's like the opposite of Songs Alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, um, this one was a grower. The probably the the. Like I said, the first time it kind of just passed me by with a few like, you know, like ear perkies, mostly like when there's a cool organ or flute part. Um, And that has stayed uh, my opinion with that, that the, what I like the most about this album are her vocals, uh, Aaliyah O'Brien, correct? Yeah. I like Aaliyah O'Brien's vocals a lot. Um, I love uh, Mr. Sean's lyrics. Um, I think they set the tone and fit the mood perfectly. Um, but it's really the flute that does it for me. Yeah. Like, it's a great, I mean, yeah. It's I like, just like, like I said, like I love Jethro Tull I love the flute and the way she plays the flute is fucking awesome. I love that you can hear her fucking, she's spitting. You know, <laughs> I love you can just, it's, it's just, it's a, it's, it's great. And this album, each successive time I listened to it, the more I was like, this just, everything about this works you know um and like i had said earlier or uh bronwyn had said that it, she felt like it lacked a certain something and that was kind of how i felt the first time but then once i readjusted and thought like no this is a more laid back this is what they're going for yeah um i just think they just they knocked it out of the park you know the only thing i think is is a little meh is that the, the bass outro <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that should have been longer. Um, no, uh, Faunus. I think Faunus is kind of a neither here nor there track for me. Yeah. Um, doesn't hurt the album, but I don't think it benefits from it. Um, but I mean, I would give this, I'd probably give this like a, like a 90, you know, like it's just fucking solid. It's really fucking good. That might be like our top album. It very think well, my sure is <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a 92.6. We're spooky doom boys. Cats out of the bag. well, but I'm, well, I'm just glad you guys uh
1: liked it as much as you did. I mean like you know i I joked about the um I don't think I did it on the air but i but I joked about uh my impressions of what each of your opinions would be
0: <laughs> and uh, and that's the first time I heard you do a max impression you do I, me all the time.
1: I'm striking back now No, I'm just
0: I <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, but uh but no I just um
1: I kind of i you know I thought I did that as a tongue-in-cheek thing. what did you say for me i do the voice. Out. Hang on. He did my voice? Oh, yeah. Didn't sound nasally. Anyways, kind of. I have a problem with <laughs> how natural it sounds. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I, it's like I'm in a room next to a flute, and honestly, that's extremely arrogant of them. <laughs> <laughs> do me, do me, do me. <laughs> Yours was just, uh, oh, fuck, what was it? Oh, um, it just sounds like Jethro Toll, but like not unique, and- you should just listen to Jethro Toll if you like this so much, Nick. Herp-a-derp, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Herp-a-derp. like, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Okay, you should but listen to Jethro Toll, though. I, I've, yeah, I should. But why didn't they, they? I should. should, but I hate it when you say that because you're just like, you're just like, oh, you know, this older band though that did this similar thing first. Like, you should like them instead. That's how you're like saying it, and I'm just like, I'm just like, I don't do that that often. No, not that often. Why didn't they just use a synth for the flute? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a shitty the fucking like summoning style like a fucking cell phone <laughs> like, no, but, yeah no I'm, uh, I'm just <clears throat> glad that you guys I mean obviously I'm happy whenever you guys dig something especially if it's something that I was making us listen to you know but uh, I'm glad that you guys got something out of it and uh, see that this uh, this band is pretty, is pretty special I think I think they're great if this I, is, if this I heard
0: this again I wouldn't be upset yeah yeah this is uh, the number one by
1: far. What is number two? Herbie Hancock. But this has uh, 8.6 more points.
0: R- what, what did Herbie Hancock get then? 84. Okay.
1: This is a 92.6. Gotcha. And gotcha. underneath that is Jeff Buckley. Grace. Hey, well, there you go. That's, a, t- that's a tough one to beat. Well, I'm glad that, uh, like I said, you guys enjoyed it.
0: and uh, Yeah, it's just you an guys, uh, album I really love. Yeah. You guys want to move on? We've got a list we're going to randomize.
1: Yeah, it's a fourth fourth round. So we're uh, we're randomizing some of the statistically best albums of all time, and some of the top forty of right now. Yes, <laughs> sir. We've got a lot of a
0: year ago. We got a lot of top sellers. We got a lot of current. No, I I actually updated these. Oh, okay. While we were talking, um, and also we've got a couple of kooky ones on there. So mm. look out, <laughs> Bret Michaels songs of life. <laughs> I'll put it on there. We'll do it again. We're gonna. I, said, we, I
1: said on the episode we should do it like every twenty. Episodes. Yeah, that's what you it's said. Like a- do it every five. All right, you oh, ready? Oh God! Spit, um, Max, you
0: want to spin the wheel? Yes. All right. You're doing good with the sounds today. Uh, okay. Well, the top. Okay, it was <laughs> "Bat Out of Hell" by Meat Loaf.
1: Oh. oh
0: okay. All right. Sorry, I don't know how this randomizer works.
1: <laughs> you just <laughs> pick Wait, one? Bad
0: Out of Hell 1? You, <laughs> you're like, oh, you scroll over and it's like, oh shit, Bad Out of Hell 3. It just changes the order of the list. So I was like, oh, did it do it? I thought I would pop one out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that was just what was at the top? Yeah. I wish you scrolled over and it was like Bad Out of
1: Hell 3. I, how yeah. fucking fitting that we're doing Bad Out of Hell when we did uh Born Bad Out of Run. Hell 0.5. Well, yeah. Bad Out of Hell is honestly the only thing that could compete with uh, elder stark. So <laughs> it's probably going to get a hundred from me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's for sure. Nineties for me. I, I think
1: I've pro- probably, f- you know, it's been a while since I listened to it, but I'm probably feeling eighties at least, you know? So we'll see. I listened to it about a year ago after we did born to, uh, born to run. And I was like this fucking not born world. in the USA. <laughs>
0: I listened to that. We kind of did do that one. I'm going to pick that one next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah bad out of hell yes sir listen to bad out of hell Um, if you like what you're hearing Jim Jim Steinman find us on twitter now listen at now listen to this find us on facebook we're on there Um, I don't think we're on instagram but we for sure probably got an email now listen to this
1: now listen to this podcast at gmail.com there you go
0: email us Uh, hit us up on any of those if you like this stuff give us suggestions give us uh, ideas for albums we should do I don't know give us something stupid to say we'll say it Tell us if you like uh, The Eldritch Dark. Is this a good day for me? Yeah. Honestly. Tell us if you like The Eldritch Light. Alrighty. Thanks, guys. Peace. Bye. Hey, freaks. Thanks for listening to Now Listen to This. If you like what you hear, you can follow and interact with us on Facebook and Twitter at Now Listen to This, or you can shoot us an email at Now Listen to this podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your comments and suggestions, and we're always open to album picks from our listeners. Leave us a rating on your podcast player of choice, Apple, Google, Spotify, Whatever. It really helps. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.